Once again, the Braves start the postseason down one. Certainly gave ourselves a chance to do something big there, but we just couldn't get a big hit. Welcome to the Braves Report, the new podcast from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution that takes you inside the clubhouse and gives you the stories behind the score. From Truist Park, I'm Jay Black with our AJC Braves beat reporter Justin Toscano and our features writer Gabe Burns after Atlanta loses game one of the Phillies 7-6. And Justin, for for eight innings, that almost looked uh, kind of like all the other Sunday games we've seen here in the afternoon. Yeah, that was a slog for eight innings. Uh, long, the starting pitcher struggled, a couple relievers struggled, um, but the Braves picked it up. That Matt Olson home run late almost gave him a chance to steal this game, but this game was lost in the hours before that. Just too many missed opportunities in multiple facets of the game. All right, here's the plan for this episode. We'll have what the players are saying about what went wrong in game one. Is Max Freed okay? Did the Braves have too much time off? We'll also have what to expect in Game 2. And, of course, some of your questions in our postseason Ask Justin segment. If this is your first time listening to the show, please follow us on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts because we will have new episodes after every Braves postseason game. Ocean breeze. Tropical beach. Pina colada. You can buy an air freshener to make your car smell like you're in an oceanside paradise. Or, better yet, you can point your car toward Daytona Beach and come experience the real thing. Visit DaytonaBeach.com to discover all there is to see, do, and enjoy along the world's most famous beach. Daytona Beach, Florida. Beach on. The Braves Report is brought to you by Kroger, and Kroger's got scary good savings for Halloween season. Save up to 20% on Halloween decor, lights, and, of course, your Halloween candy. Visit your local Kroger store or go to Kroger.com slash Halloween. All right, first thoughts from the clubhouse. Here's manager Brian Snicker. As of right now, it's one of them games. Like I said, we had the guys on and, you know, just a two-out hit here and there, and they got, you know, like I said, before they got him, we didn't. Um, <clears throat> but we certainly gave ourselves a chance to, you know, to do something big there, but we just couldn't get a big hit. First thoughts from you, Gabe, was it just one of those games? Yeah, it was tough to watch for a lot of it. Um, not how you want to start your postseason, but we know, and the circumstances were extremely different, but they lost their first game in Milwaukee last year, and we know how that story ended. So, you know, credit to the Phillies, um, you know, especially considering how Suarez pitched and, you know, what their bullpen did that they were, you know, they got on freed as they did. And that's going to be the storyline story of the game. Missed opportunities for the Braves early. Max Freed with a short, struggling start. But you're concerned whenever you lose a game in the postseason, obviously, best out of five, best out of seven. But when it comes to this team mentally, you're not really concerned at all because they're excellent at bouncing back. I agree with that, uh, but on this podcast and in this industry, accountability is a big thing, and we eat our losses on this podcast. So I'm going to eat one of mine here. Okay. Jay, a couple days ago I told you that the Phillies, I thought they had a very specific recipe to winning, and that included a great starting pitching performance, get it to one of those back-end guys. Gabe, you mentioned something that made me think of this. They did not have to do any of that. They didn't have a great starting pitching performance. Their bullpen teetered and walked the tightrope all day and they still come out of here with a win and no home runs either exactly uh and if you would have told me that but two days ago when jay and i did this podcast i would have said no way the phillies win a game like this they have to be feeling great and how about this they're three and oh in the postseason they've hit one home run harper in 27 innings so i mean again this is a credit to them and wheeler and nola were awesome in st louis 
and now the Braves are going to get Wheeler and Nola, and this thing is at least going to be 1-1 heading to Philly, and we know what that environment is going to be like. So while I don't think the Braves should be, you know, concerned at this point, I think if you're a Phillies fan, you have to be pretty excited. If this is the first postseason game you've ever seen, uh, I promise you, they are much crisper and better played and more enjoyable than this one. And part of it was Ranger Suarez almost walked the ballpark. Five walks and 17 batters, but the Braves could only get one across. It just, I mean, it just happens. It's, uh, it's a tough game. Um, like I said, they capitalized. We didn't, and that's um, it's pretty simple. Horrible game uh, from Dansby Swanson until his final at bat. And Braves left runners on everywhere, which, Justin, that's generally not been an issue, especially with two outs. No, with two outs and runners in scoring position, their OPS ranks second as a team. With uh, two outs, their OPS ranks um, third as a team. Uh, So this has been something that we've talked about a lot on this podcast and throughout the season, that the Braves were able to kind of come back from the depths when they've got two outs and make something happen when there's nothing to be made happening. And so the fact that they couldn't do it today was really the reason they lost the game. You look at those first three innings, they loaded the bases twice. They don't come away with anything. Um, they should have scored more there. Their lone run through a few innings is that Travis Darno solo shot. Um, and really, they had a couple chances to land that knockout punch on Ranger Suarez in the first three innings. They missed both times. William Contreras, the unfortunate um, you know, strike call that he got, but he grounds into a double play. Travis Darno strikes out. Gabe, I think when you really looked at that, uh, to me, this game was kind of lost long before those final innings. Yeah, it was lost in the first few. I think, you know, especially when you could tell. I mean, it was pretty evident uh, after Freed got those first two quick outs that something was wrong when he gives up four consecutive hits. And we were talking about this. That's just not how he gets beat. Uh, that was th- This was a rarity from him. Uh, you know, he's usually so sharp. And when he's not, he still battles through and he covers, you know, five and two-thirds, six. And he didn't do any of that today. So when you're seeing Freed struggle like that, you know that the offense uh, needs to make up for it. And they had the chances to. They could have made up for it, but the big hit never came. And I guess unless you count the Olsen home run, which turned out to be one run you know, short. One of the bigger alarm bells, speaking of Max Freed, was not only his performance, but his velocity down and he's not going to blame it on the flu. I'm, I'm not going to make any excuses. The, you know, I, I took the ball today and put us in a big hole right away, right off the bat. Um, you know, they, they came out swinging and had a really good approach. Uh, and frankly, I just, you know, I just didn't do my job today. You know, the guys were counting on me to go out there and have a good start and keep it a close game, and I just let it uh, let get out of the way too, too quick. But his manager says he just wasn't himself. I, I just don't know if there's anything in the tinderbox in there firing a little bit, you know. It was probably time off, sickness, um, whatever. So, you know, we really, through that part of the lineup, we're just trying to get him through one more, really. Um, And, you know, in the past, he's been able to do that. Gabe, you wrote about this on AJC.com slash sports and in the e-paper. Can you explain what happened today? You know, when Freed was asked about if any lingering effects from the flu, you know, influenced what happened today, I think it's more about what he didn't say than what he did say because he paused and there was a little breath there. And then he said, I mean, I'm not going to make any excuses, which is not a denial. Yes. 
Um, that's just Freed being the, you know, taking responsibility. That's that's who he is. We, we know we we know Freed at this point. That's just who he is. So, yeah, I mean, look, you can we point to the velocity, point point to all of it. He didn't look right in any fashion. He didn't look like himself, and you have to attribute that to something, right? And I think it's clear that there was something there affecting him. I'm interested to see how he looks the next time out. But certainly a forgettable performance. Um, and really, we talked about this, the, the worst start of the year for him. Um, and it couldn't have come really a, a much worse of a time. Last time Max did not get out of the fourth inning was June 1st, 2021. 55 starts. Yeah, you look at um, what he's done since the second half of last year started – and he's been incredible. Uh, I think he's one of baseball's true aces when he's on. Uh, he's pretty unbeatable. He's become one of those guys. The part that I want to focus on is, at first, we were told this was a stomach bug. Um, and today, Brian Sticker mentioned it being the flu. Now, those are two different things. He could have meant, and snit is such that he just wants to manage the baseball games. And I totally get that. Sometimes things aren't super specific. He doesn't need to worry about them whatever, but um, that's important for our designation because have you guys ever had the flu? I have, and I felt like I couldn't walk, couldn't breathe, and couldn't move. So if you're looking for something to blame it on, like Gabe said, I totally noticed that pause. We were all in that scrum. He was asked about that multiple times, and after each one of them, he gave the classic Max Freed, you know, stare forward about how to answer the, thinking about how to answer the question, and he didn't go there, didn't want to make excuses. And I thought the same thing as Gabe when you looked at him out there, it looked like a guy who hadn't pitched in two weeks, three weeks. Yep. He'd only pitched – he hadn't pitched in a week and a half. But the flu effects can be pretty bad. And I don't know if you guys have had that, but I've had it a couple times, and you feel like you got hit by a bus. Yeah, and it's a – look, it's a reasonable excuse. He's never going to use an excuse, and most athletes don't, especially a guy like that. And, the, and he's right. The bottom line is if he felt healthy enough to go out there and pitch today – then he should, you know, you plan on him pitching well, right? So from that standpoint, what he said, I get it. But I appreciate him not using it as an excuse, even though it seems like it's a valid excuse to some extent. What may also be a valid excuse, it is certainly a valid talking point, with five days off, was this team too rusty? Here's Matt Olson. You know, it's it's a fair question. Um, I don't feel like it was, it was a big thing, but, um, you know, we typically don't get that kind of break at all during the season, but you know, I, I felt like everybody was prepared. We had some good workouts. We, we stayed ready. Um, I didn't feel like it was a good issue. Did that make a difference here? I think it definitely did because um, the Braves weren't outclassed. I mean, outplayed, sure, but I don't think they were outclassed in the sense that they had opportunities, they scratched, they clawed, they still worked at bats. They just couldn't get that one big hit, and sometimes it's timing, a second here, a millisecond there. Um, and that's a lot of what hitting is. It's just a little smidge different one way or the other, and you've got a timely hit, a two-out double, two-out RBI, whatever it might be. I think there was some lack of energy with this team, and in baseball you have to be careful to classify that, because how to classify that, because if the offense isn't doing much, it's going to look like the team lacks energy. But five days off, you, you can't replicate this atmosphere, this environment, these stakes with live at-bats here with nobody here over the weekend. And I just think it had to have played a part. It's not an excuse, and nobody used it as one, but I think it was something where, let me just say, I expect them to start quickly in, in Wednesday's game, too. Yeah, and look, they had what? What did they have, nine hits, and they drew seven walks? 
something like that. So, I mean, again, like there were plenty of opportunities there. And if the ball Contreras hits, gets through, are we talking about the rust? Exactly. You know, uh, you know, I mean, you just look at it that way too. So, yeah, I think I think it matters. Um, I'm very interested to see fr- fr- from a macro view how it affects baseball because we're seeing the Mar- – the, obviously the Mariners are red hot after winning those games in Toronto. They're, they beat up Verlander to start that game. And now the Phillies, they're 3-0 and in the postseason. So I'm really interested to see how each of these teams that had these buys fare too. We'll come back preview game two and continue our discussion on game one here in just a second. The Braves report from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution is brought to you by Kroger. What's so great about being a Kroger Boost member? Free delivery on the Kroger products you love and more rewards too, like double fuel points on everything you buy. Experience a new level of membership starting as low as $59 a year with Boost by Kroger Plus. Learn more at Kroger.com today. Ocean breeze, tropical beach, an air freshener can make your car smell like paradise. A drive to Daytona Beach will actually get you there. Beach on. Plan your trip today at DaytonaBeach.com. All right, quick reminder that not only do we have the Braves Report podcast after every game, we'll also be doing a live pregame show on Twitter Spaces at noon before every Braves postseason game. Justin, we did our first one uh, before game one and uh, really enjoyed uh, being able to talk to the, talk to the people face-to-face, so to speak, and, uh, and getting you the information and set the stage pretty quickly uh, before each postseason game. Yeah, it was fun. Um, I mean, if you're like me, you probably on your phone during your lunch break or while you're eating or something, and uh, tune in with us. I mean, we had a lot of fun. We talked some ball, answered some questions really set the scene perfectly for uh, for a postseason game, and we're going to be doing it before every one of them. You did raise concerns about how deep the Phillies lineup is, and Nick Castellanos did not have a three-hit, three-RBI game all season until today. Yeah, um, he was terrific on both ends because he was the one in the ninth inning that snagged William Contreras' blooper that if that falls, maybe it's a different story as well. Um, but he was great uh, on both ends um, and had a you know, two out RBIs. Um, and I just think the Phillies, what they showed to me is something that you guys mentioned. They ha- they've only hit one home run in this postseason. For a lineup that hits for power, that's incredible that they've been able to go as station to station as they have um, and still score runs consistently. And they really do have a deep lineup. You saw Edmundo Sosa get involved. Number nine hitter today had two or three great at-bats. Uh, Matt Veerling had one. Bryce Harper bunted, for God's sakes. Uh, they That was a horrible bunt, but he got it down, by the way. Yeah, yeah, it was. It, it, they got it down. But what's a horrible bunt in 2022 exactly. versus, versus exactly. 1992? You, you have a fair point. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so they had a couple sack bunts. They, this is a really good lineup, and my concern um, has always been that the Phillies are being grossly underestimated. Uh, and Gabe, you saw them over the weekend firsthand. So for people who don't know, um, one of the things we get to do for, you know, for pe- because people subscribe is we send everybody everywhere. We travel a lot, the most in the state. Uh, and so we sent Gabe to St. Louis. Gabe, you had a firsthand look at this team, and uh, you and I were talking before the game, and I want to get your take for the people here. This Phillies team is not the one we saw in the regular season. No, they're healthy and they're playing really well. And, and you know, they, they really should be commended for winning that series in St. Louis the way they did. Because, first of all, nobody expected them, even if they were going to win the series, to sweep the series. Yeah. It felt like – I mean, going in, it felt like a three-gamer. 
And with the crowds they had over forty six thousand the first night, over forty eight the second. We're all talking about the Cardinals magic and the Pujols and Molina stuff, and we're all kind of planning on Braves Cardinals. And the Phillies, I mean, they had a six-run ninth in that first game. Otherwise, 17 innings, they scored two runs. They had one homer. It was Harper's solo shot. But they found ways to do it. And that is such a, it's a testament to them because that's not really the Phillies team that we've seen in recent years. Usually they're falling over themselves and doing stupid stuff. But now they're, they're playing clean. They're playing smart. It looks – Rob Thompson's been great for them, obviously. I think 21 games over 500 with him in charge. So, I mean, this is this – is, look, I think we all agree that the Braves roster is better than the Phillies roster. Um, but this is a five-game series, and the Phillies are playing really well right now, and now they have the home field advantage. So, look, I still think the Braves are going to win this series, but there's no – I mean, you have to win game two. You can't go down 0-2 going to Philadelphia. So, the Phillies are really feeling themselves right now. It's a must-win game. Um, There are no locks, no guarantees. I am willing to bet that the Phillies will win at least one of those games in Philadelphia as postseason baseball comes back to Philly. That's going to be a raucous atmosphere. I think one of those games at 4-30, one of them's at 2-0-7, something like that. That's going to be a raucous atmosphere, and oh, by the way, they're going to have Aaron Nola for one of those games. The guy going tomorrow, though, the reason this one was so big was because they had Ranger Suarez on the mound. They had to use every bullpen arm imaginable. If you were to look at this, basically this line score and who they used for the pitchers in the box score, you probably would have thought the Phillies lost this game if you didn't see the offensive side of the box score. Like, that is not a Phillies recipe for success, but they're finding different ways to win and the reason this loss doesn't end the Braves, obviously, but is so backbreaking in the moment and feels like that for fans is because of who the Phillies have going in game two. Overall, the Braves are 4-18 and 18 when they lose game one of the postseason series. Gabe, what should the panic meter be at right now for Braves fans? I think panic's a strong word. I would panic if they lose tomorrow. Okay. I think we can all agree on that. If, if they lose tomorrow, we're sounding the alarms because that's, you know, that's at that point, it would be an upset if the Phillies didn't win the series, right? Because you're going to have to win three in a row, including two there. But if you can end up – you come back strong tomorrow. If you can beat Wheeler tomorrow, head to Philly. Um, kind of feels like it's going to be a five-game series now, which I didn't pick before. I picked the Braves in four. But I, I don't know. Winning both of those games in Philly, as Justin just outlined, is going to be really tough. So I don't think anyone should panic. You know, this was not the any this was not the Braves' best performance. I expect them to come out quickly tomorrow. We'll see, but you know, again, you can't understate the importance of uh, Wednesday's game. All right, let's turn the page to Game Two. Yeah, I mean, I feel like this team's always been good at responding well. Uh, you know, tomorrow's another opportunity for that. Uh, you know, we've done it throughout this year. Uh, we obviously did it last year, and so uh, tomorrow's a new day, and you know, we're going to be ready for it. Kyle Wright against Zach Wheeler and. Kyle's come quite a long way since his last postseason outing, which, if you remember, was in the World Series. Definitely feel a lot more confident, for sure. Um, you know, I think I learned a lot from last year, um, and then I've continued to learn more about myself this year. So um, I feel like I know who I am. And, um, yeah, it's just a whole lot more confident. Um, I think even last in the World Series, there's still a couple, you know, still a couple questions, you know, like, can I still do this? And, after I had my first outing, I did, and I feel like from that point on, I've just kind of continued to build off that, and, you know, here we are. 
But he's got his hands full, of course, with Wheeler. 2-0 and against the Braves in three starts this year with a 2.70 ERA. But Wright's 2-1 and with a 2.84 against the Phillies. So who has the edge? Man, um, well, Kyle Wright at home has been Kyle Wright at home has been great, but Zach Wheeler, Zach Wheeler, man. And when he was on the Mets and then went to the Phillies, I think everybody thought the Phillies overpaid for him. Uh, the Phillies have gotten every cent of that and more. Uh, he's been terrific. He's a Smyrna native, was born here. You know, grew up going to Braves games. It's tough to give Kyle the advantage in that game when Zach Wheeler has the type of track record he does. But Kyle's been one of the great turnaround stories in Major League Baseball this year. Uh, he's a guy with confidence, a guy who's now throwing his curveball whenever he wants to. That's his best pitch. Um, and he said today, his message for other guys in that situation is you're never that far away. So Kyle Wright just keeps kind of defying the odds this year. And the Kyle Wright, you know, he, he hasn't come back down to earth yet. And I don't think he ever will. Like, this is sustainable. This is not a fluke. Um, so it's going to be a tough matchup against Wheeler um, and against the Phillies. But Kyle Wright isn't overmatched here like he used to be. No. Uh, look. Zach Wheeler is going to ha- give you a pitching advantage over almost everybody. That's the reality. So, I guess if you're looking at it head-to-head, I mean, Zach Wheeler is ultimately a better pitcher than Kyle Wright. But, right again, yeah, Justin laid this out very well. Uh, Wright has been awesome at home, and I think he's going to give the Braves a good chance to win. And also, on top of that, Jordan Alvarez – Walk off Homer off Robbie Ray. So never mind. I guess the Astros uh, won <laughs> they woke rusty. up. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> took him a minute to get fired up there. Um, as for Game Three, we're just gonna wait and see. I mean, there's options there. Oh. So Charlie, I mean Charlie, be ready. Um, but um, you know, we're we're still in conversations about Strider, how we're gonna use him. He's gonna throw a light bullpen today. Um, but I think you know, starting the next few days, and we'll. We're not 100% sure how we're going to proceed there. So with Strider, just based on how everything comes out, it sounds like everything might be an option for his Yeah, pretty much. Just keep, yeah. keeping your mind. Everything's good. I mean, right now, I'm going to, you know, it's a, he's feeling really good. And like I say, he's going to go out and throw a light bullpen today, come after the other one. And, and um, so then we'll kind of formulate and see how we're going to use him. I think Snit was playing core there with your question. Justin, I mean, it's, it's got to be Charlie, right? It's got to be Charlie. Um it's a good move to go with the veteran, I think, on the road. But something to watch with Charlie is his ERA on the road. Um, this year is almost two runs higher than it is at home. Uh, it's about two runs higher. And his last start in Philly, not good. Uh, that was the 11-inning game that the Braves found a way to win before that D.C. trip, before the White House trip. Um, but, look, this is Charlie Morton. This is big game, ground chuck, big game pitcher Charlie Morton, the guy we've come to know, the guy Braves fans have come to love. Maybe it turns around, but it's going to be a tough pitching matchup for the Braves in that game 3-2, as we you know presume Aaron Nola is going to go. But I do think it was more <laughs> Snip being coy. I mean, you can't you can't give them too much advance scouting um, time on theirs. And I, I think I would be very surprised if it weren't Charlie and then if Strider, you know, if everything goes well, if he didn't go in game four. Now, nobody in Atlanta has, has loaded up more for postseason coverage than, than us here at the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. I mean, we'd, we're rolling 10 deep. Uh, here at Truist Park between our sports journalist, the podcast, social media, our terrific photographers. And you will never miss a moment of Braves coverage from us if you subscribe to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. So get unlimited digital access to our Braves after the game pages in the e-paper, our Braves Report newsletter, Mark Bradley's buzz, all of our stories on AJC.com. 
everything you want. Just go to subscribe.ajc.com slash season pass to get everything you have to offer for just $125 a week. And you get a special gift for Braves fans. That is subscribe.ajc.com slash season pass so you always know what's really going on. All right, now time for our Ask Justin segment featuring Gabe. We'll answer Braves fans' questions on Twitter at Justin C. Discount. From Dan Mann, did they know the game started at 1? And that go. This did nothing to uh, to tamp down the uh, struggling in the afternoon narrative. Well, guess what? For the rest of the series, they're not going to have one after four thirty-seven p.m. So there won't be okay. any, anything later than four thirty. I mean, they're going to be playing in daylight at least for part of these games. But yeah, it didn't do anything to uh, to take away from their narrative. From Tyler Masters, anything on the Grossman swap? I didn't hear if it was injury related, manager decision, or what. It just seemed like it didn't make much sense to me. Yeah, it seemed like a manager decision. Um, I don't think it came up because there were a lot of pressing topics in the post-game press conference with Snit. Uh, Gabe and I were in the clubhouse. I don't think that was a huge... I mean, sure, maybe if Grossman gets a huge hit there, you could say Grossman could have gotten a huge hit. And Grissom was struggling. This was a guy who was batting, I think, 174 over his final 15 regular season games. Um, but he's got great bat-to-ball skills. He's a pure hitter. They love him for that. He's got some pop in that bat. I think if it just something else goes the different way, we're not talking about it. From Donna B, the Phillies use seven pitchers. Will that come back to bite them? I mean, it could play a huge role in tomorrow's game, but here's what the Phillies were thinking. They absolutely needed this win. Uh, with the way they started out, with the lead they built, they absolutely had to sell out for this win. And they're banking on Zach Wheeler going seven innings tomorrow. Uh, and they're banking on not having to use him. But... As we mentioned in our Twitter spaces, they do not have David Robertson, the great late-inning reliever. Um, he was almost more excited than everybody in Philly because he jumped up for Bryce Harper's home run in Game 2 and strained his calf in the process. <laughs> tough way for tough way for him to go out. He's devastated. Tough break. Uh, manager Rob Thompson said. Um, he used that word, devastated. Um, tough break for him. But the Phillies, I mean, it, it could come back to bite him tomorrow, but there's an off day after, and, and I think they're banking on Wheeler going as far as he can. That sounds like a Mets injury. <laughs> yes, but it, it, it can't be a Mets injury because they're, you know, they're out. They're out. <laughs> they are indeed out. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. They're they're clearly banking on Wheeler, which is a good bet. I mean, he's a good bet to give you six, right? So, I mean, they should be fine. But if the Braves actually did hop on Wheeler, then, you know, Okay, but, yeah, the Phillies needed to sell out for this win, so they got what they needed. They got at least a split in Atlanta. What's Thor's role going to be in all this? Noah Syndergaard. I saw him up in the bullpen today. I was peeking through my binoculars, and I saw him, and I was like, man, is I thought he was going to come in right after Ranger Suarez because I thought they figured, hey, if you can get another starter type in there and he goes two or three innings. Um, I know Rob Thompson said he, uh, he liked how Syndergaard's stuff is ticked up in the bullpen when he lets it fly for an inning. I think he's going to be kind of that wild card. If they need to shut down inning from somebody, I mean, I think maybe he just lets it fly and just lets it rip for an inning or two um, or perhaps starts a game uh, if they don't want to go with Kyle Gibson or, or somebody like that. But I think he's a pretty good weapon out of the bullpen. I was just surprised he didn't pitch today. Last question from Brave Gator. If Dylan Lee was going to pitch today regardless, why didn't he come in when we, the Braves, were down 4-1? to one? Yeah, I thought it was going to be Lee first before Chavez is the way it sometimes goes. Um, but, I mean, I think what the Braves are trying to do was keep it there and feel out, you know, see if they could restore some order, feel out whether they were going to have a good shot in this game or if it would get worse um, before going to that. But, I, I mean, I just think that it was good to use everybody in the bullpen because Snit said, you know, after that five-day layoff, he wanted to get guys some time, and they accomplished that. So they should be well-rested still. So. 
All right, so that'll uh, that'll do it here for game one, series one of our uh, Braves Report postseason coverage. So please uh, please rate, review, follow, share, and subscribe, and tell your friends we're going to be here after every playoff game, and we'll be on Twitter Spaces live at noon before every playoff game. So Justin uh, has a lot to say here as we go forward here. Oh, yeah. There's going to be a ton to say. Um, we'll have you covered every step of the way. And we should also mention, I mean, one of the great things with the Atlanta Journal-Constitution flexing its muscles is that we're all going to be in Philly. We are going to so be in Philly. So this does not stop after game two. Um, you'll hear Gabe, you'll hear me, you'll hear Jay. We're all going to be in Philly. We're going to get Jay some cheesesteaks. It'll be his Woo-hoo. first time out there in yeah. that ballpark. But, uh, I mean, it's going to be a fun one, and we'll be here for you every step of the way, and you will not stop hearing us uh, until the final out of the Braves elimination game. Unless you just hit stop, and then you would, you would stop hearing us, which is which is okay, too. But yeah. uh, thanks for coming, Gabe. Yeah, absolutely. All right, new shows come out after every postseason game on the Braves Report from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. When you're looking for leading cardiac treatment, look to Northside Hospital Heart Institute. We lead with five emergency cardiac care centers, so we're here when you need us most. We lead with more than 55 locations in Georgia. That means we're always in the heart of your neighborhood. We lead with clarity, because clear direction is better when it comes to understanding every step of your treatment. Northside Hospital Heart Institute. We lead with heart. Ocean breeze, tropical beach, pina colada. You can buy an air freshener to make your car smell like you're in an oceanside paradise. Or, better yet, you can point your car toward Daytona Beach and come experience the real thing. Visit DaytonaBeach.com to discover all there is to see, do, and enjoy along the world's most famous beach. Daytona Beach, Florida. Beach on.